With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, baby. Um, we're not playing the intro right now. We're not doing anything because Rock and Bug uh, are not hosting. They're having some kind of technical difficulties. And I can't find the intro. Actually, here it is. All right, shut up. That's enough of that. Um, so, uh, welcome to welcome to Tribe Radio, uh, the the low tech uh, busted ass version of Tribe Radio this week because apparently we don't understand to do things. Um, with us is our is our lovely guest Andrea Kazuski. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? That's awesome. Um, I. Uh, you you do so many things that I think they call you a robo psychologist. Is that correct? <laughs> that is one of the things I do. Um, I do consult for an AI startup here in San Francisco, um, and so that's where I get the term uh, robo psychologist from. But I am wow. a yeah a research psychologist and a science writer, and I started my career as a behavioral therapist. So I've kind of done a little bit of everything. So, are you or have you ever been an actual robot? No, but I've been accused of it many times. <laughs> in fact, when I meet people I, in person, they're like, they touch me and they're like, you're real. <laughs> you're, you're a real live girl. Uh, I think we have our other host on the line, if, I, if I'm if i correct. Hello? Uh, he, yeah, you can hear me, right? <laughs> oh, my yes. God. She's alive. She lives. I I am alive, and I'm sorry about that. It's your technical difficulties. We're just going to change the name of the show to uh, Rock Technical Difficulties and How Zero Laughs and How Does That Sound. Seriously. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for coming on. Hello. We're so happy to have you. Glad to be here. Um, Let me just uh, cruise through the the uh, the normal stuff real quick, and then we're just we're just gonna let you talk because I'm I'm getting to the point now where I'm just like, you know what? I have we have such great guests on every week that I don't even need to talk anymore, and I know (laughs) everybody loves that. So. Real quick, uh, our audio trivia show, which is... um, Dear God, what is that thing? And I think... um, Do we have a sound this week? Yes, we do. Okay. The audio trivia show, if you haven't listened before, is uh, we play something terrible, some terrible noise from a movie by a famous person, and you have to call in and guess it. If you guess it, (laughs) then someone... Then you get to write. Uh, you get a choice of two prizes. You get to write a line for me or a line for Rock to read on the air, and that's <laughs> anything except for racist shit, you know, or bigoted stuff. We, we're not going to read that. But so far, I think we've. I think we've read some. Um, some some uh, some some really hot man on man action. I've read, I had to read that about being nailed on a pool table, so that was pretty interesting. Okay. Oh, uh, right. Pretty intense. We also, I think we also, me and Rock did a a, um, a spoken word uh, reading of Barbie Girl lyrics. <laughs> nice. 
which is interesting in itself, uh, to say the least. Um, so, do we have a noise? We're gonna we're gonna play it because uh, I'm, I'm I'm lost. Hello. I'm here. Am I, the, am I the only one here? Hello. No, I'm here. Dear God, what is that thing? I just played that. They, they get more and more bizarre as we go on. Um, yeah, so let me run something real quick by you guys real quick. Uh, we, I'm sorry, my, my brain's fried. I, I just, I have, I've been up for about, you know, 24 hours, took a cat to the vet, got fixed, all freaked out, didn't get to sleep. So I'm like, brain's somewhere else. Um, we, uh, the initiative started as a part of a group called, or a part of a community called the Real Life Superheroes. Um, Loosely affiliated, uh, but we, when we wanted to set ourselves uh, aside, not set ourselves aside, but kind of like make a, I guess a uh, a parallel uh, term for people to use, kind of a window to get into the community without having to use the realist superhero uh, term. Uh, we chose exalt, which was uh, a term that was actually uh, did you you coined that correct? That was that's your term. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. It's. It, we shortened uh, ex, it's out, ex, extreme altruist, which uh, we're going to talk about in a minute here. We took it because, um, to us, it's less of a proclamation than uh, this is what I'm compelled to do. This is who I am. This is just how I am. And we thought it made a lot of sense. And um, now we're actually going to talk about what it really means because I know a lot of you guys up there who listen to the show have taken on this, this term uh, as kind of a... Um, a suffix to your own whatever code name, you know, fake name, whatever that you use in your in your work. But without further ado, uh, here it is. It's actually a personality type. So yes. Okay. Enjoy. Well, let me give you um yeah, let me give you a little bit of background on this. And I'm going to get a little bit personal. And no one has actually heard the story in public yet. So you have the expose oh. on my personal oh, wow. life. <laughs> All right. So um. It started back in Boston um, several years ago, and I was I was reading the news, and there was an article that posted about um, some guy who had killed several people. And as I'm reading this article, um, one of the things that the media mentioned was that he had a sister who was really active in the volunteer community, and she did things like she ran drives for homeless people, you know, um, kind of like this, some of the stuff that you guys do, you know, picking up needles in parks and, you know, doing things for the good of the community just to do it because it's the right thing to do. And so the point of the story was that, that no, no one could believe that, you know, this guy killed these people when, you know, he had a sister who was, you know, such an altruist. How could, how could these two be related? And when I read that, it, it really struck me on a personal level because um, um, for many years uh, this, this whole thing had bothered me because I have uh, several people in my family that would clearly land on the sociopath scale or psychopath scale. Um, if you want to call it that, um, based on their personalities and their behaviors. And for the longest time, it really bothered me. And I, I used to think, gosh, how can I possibly be related to these people? You know, I, I, I couldn't believe how differently we looked at the world because I was the type of person that, you know, always put myself on the line for other people. I was always looking out to do the right thing. Um, but on the other hand, I, would, I was willing to break rules in order to do the right thing. So 
Um, I started thinking about this a little bit more, and when I started really dissecting the personality traits, you know, you know, what what is a sociopath? What are what are their traits? What do they do? And then I started looking at myself because part of me was like, my God, am I going to turn into a killer someday? You know, because I'm, you know, they have the same genetics. So I started looking at the traits, and I realized that um, many of the traits of a sociopath, you know, things like low impulse control, um, little remorse to their actions, um, willingness to break rules, and all these things. Um, are very similar to the personality of what I call the extreme altruist, which is, you know, low impulse, impulse control, high enough to seeking needs, you know, high need for arousal, um, little remorse for their actions, you know, they'll, they'll do the same thing over in a heartbeat. Um, but the, the difference is that um, the sociopath is always acting in the interest of themselves. You know, how do I protect myself? I will do anything and everything in order to make sure I survive. Um, whereas the ex-altruist is exactly the opposite on that way. They will do anything they can in order to, you know, preserve the safety of others. So even if it comes to the detriment of their own self. So often you'll find that um, an ex-altruist will put themselves in harm's way, you know, in order to save someone that they don't even know who they are, but they see a situation and they act on it impulsively because they know it's the right thing to do. Um, so as a result of this, um, where these, these are extremely heroic personality types, um, they often kind of get the shaft um, from society and from other people because um, they do take risks and put the harm on themselves in order to save other people. Yeah. Um, I, do, you, do you feel it's like kind of um, a developed defiance kind of thing to just – because I feel, I feel that um, – if I can relate real quick, if I can cut in, I'm sorry. But um, mm-hmm. exaltruism to me seems almost like an artist. Hold on one second. Is it – who's still in the noise in the background? Uh, you know, I think that would be bugs. So let me see if I can get that taken care of. You still there? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So I, I relate being an exaltruist to being an artist because, uh, as an artist, I I change things. I I make things different. Uh, I I use my perspective to explain things differently through visual uh, means because mm-hmm. I I. I guess my eye doesn't like the way that things actually are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's almost like a, a defiance that's developed over your lifetime, seeing the world and just getting more and more like, I defy you, I defy you, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, think some of that, that is because of the, um, one of the things I didn't mention is the extreme um, emotional sensitivity of an ex-altruist. And yeah. so you notice things that other people don't notice, you know, very subtle things. And whereas... You know, someone may notice something and maybe it's off kilter or it's just not right. They're able to just kind of let it go. Um, and ex-altruists, when they see something that's not right, it's, it's very difficult to let it go. And yeah. you take it on as like a mandated mission. Like, I must correct this because, you know, someone did something wrong and I just cannot let it go. You know, I remember um, an incident when I was in college where uh, there was a fellow student of mine uh, who was being mistreated by a professor. And um, she had told me about it. And... I I immediately stepped in and I was like, this needs to stop, you know. And I, I took it way farther than I probably should have in retrospect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I took it all the way to the top and it did not end well <laughs> for anyone involved um, because, you know, the school ended up um, backing up the teacher ultimately. Um, but I, even at the even when I was in the situation where I, I defended this person, I was like, these, you know, I started citing like, the Constitution. I mean, I just, like, it was ready to take it to the Supreme Court. You know, it was ridiculous. Um, but I, I could not let it go because I'm like, this is just wrong. This cannot continue. Um, and I was willing to even face disciplinary action in order to stand my ground. And I find that 
you know, this is kind of a pattern throughout my life where I will I will take things to the absolute extreme because I feel like I I need to stand up for the right thing because no one else will, you know, and I, I feel like it has to be done, you know. Um, so it's kind of a double-edged sword, the yeah. sensitivity, where you, you kind of need that sensitivity in order to, you know, act compassionately, you know, have that empathy. But on the other hand, um, it can be painful at times in many ways, you know. Yeah, I would definitely agree there. I don't know. I've uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people listening to this who know me can I can pretty much just say yeah that that's uh that's Jack all right. It's Jack. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, can I can I ask can I ask a question here? And do you think that yeah. because I was hearing recently that there was uh, there was an addictive quality that happens once you start. You know, it's, it's oftentimes it's not that. Uh, these extreme altruists are doing things to um, make the world a better place because they know they want to. Uh, you know, I mean, because it's the right thing. They're doing it because mm-hmm. they get this this jolt of of I, it's kind of a high for me, and I need more and more of it. Um, it's it's all it's almost a selfish thing now. You know, it whatever makes me feel good. You know, by helping the other world, the world out there, just it, it's almost like a drug that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so is 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 that part of it that there's you know that we're being addicted to this? <laughs> to, you know, um, yeah. did you ever see the, the TED talks? Um, with gosh, I can't remember his name, but he had pink hair and he was talking about this. So you know, he's he's selfish, but he does uh-huh. it because it makes him feel good. So it's yeah, not necessarily you know, that makes. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's a that's a delicate line. I've had other people bring that up, and in fact, um, the very first article I wrote on this topic back when everything kind of first hit me, and I was still kind of formulating this whole model, um, it was the title was Addicted to Being Good, The Psychopathology of Heroism. And yeah. at that point, um, I really did feel like it was an addiction of sorts. You know, it's like um, I wouldn't say I, I, I would take actions because because I wanted to feel good. It was like I, I found myself in the middle of things often without even remembering when I took that first step. But once I was in the thick of it, I just couldn't stop. You know, I could not let wow. it go. And right. you know, it does make me feel good to help other people. So when I when I step in and I, I have an intervention of some kind, and you know there's a positive outcome for the person you know I was acting on behalf of, it does feel good, and that kind of you know gives you a little that little boost of dopamine and makes you want to do it again, um, which you know is basically the definition of addiction. <laughs> you right, know, that feedback right. um, So in a sense, um, it's it's difficult because there's this ongoing debate with altruism about is it actually selfish? Is there is there such thing as being selfless or is altruism really, you know, you're doing good things because it makes you feel good, you know, it gives you that high. Well, I think on some level maybe that's true, but I think what makes you take that first step is not I want to feel good, it's I know this is the right thing to do, and so you take that action. Well, and oftentimes, uh, you know, you get you get stomped on in the process, so you don't end up feeling too great <laughs> at the yeah, end of things. Um, you know, the people that act in the most bold ways, the one, one I can think of most recently – um, that people have been messaging me about is, you know, Aaron Schwartz. The, I'm not sure if you yeah. know who he is, the hacker that um, just killed himself. Um, right, right. He's the one who liberated all those um, closed access papers because he's like, you know, the public should not be restricted, have restricted access to science that the public already paid for. Science should be free for everyone. So he, you know, hacked into the MIT library and liberated all these papers online and uh, the government cracked down on him and they were going to press charges and put him in jail for, you know, I think it was like 25 years or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. And he, and he knew it was wrong, 
but he knew it was the right thing to do. And so he acted in that way. And, you know, he got pretty severely punished for that, and he got to the point where he just couldn't take it anymore. Um, and he ended his life, which is tragic. Um, it's completely, completely tragic for somebody to, to take those sacrifices for, for us, you know, for the greater good, and then end up having yeah. to take his own life for the prosecution. So, yeah, it mm-hmm. me. But yeah. um, do you do you feel that way too, Zero? That you get that you feel and it's almost addictive when you start doing things. You know, you just, you almost can't stop. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it was like that a long time ago. I feel like now it's it's kind of become a habit, and I kind of and I don't really think about it, like it's the right thing to do. Like a Captain America voice in my head. I kind of. Like, <laughs> My jaw kind of clenches and my brow furrows, and I just do something. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really no thought. It's just kind of like, yeah, this this needs to be done, and it's like my whole body's like, yes, do it, do it now. And it's gotten to the point where I know that I will react on reflex when it comes to mm-hmm. something like that. I won't even think about it. I'll be like, if something needs to get done, it's like, I mean, I've done things a few times where that happened. You know, it was just like, this needs to be done, do it now. Don't even think about it, just do it, mm-hmm. get it done. Right. I wish I could do half the shit for myself that I do for the people, honestly. Oh, hi. I might have a better you know, life with that. Yeah. You know, I've um, since I've become more aware, it's like since I've had this awareness about who I am and what drives me and, you know, what my faults are and what my vulnerabilities are, it's like I've been able to recognize when I start to get into that pattern of putting myself in the line and, and doing it over and I see myself in that loop and I have to, I force myself not to do things sometimes because... It's like, you know, you can only suffer so many blows before eventually you break. You know, like, you know, the people that commit suicide over things like what happened with Aaron Schwartz. Um, so I'm, I'm consciously aware that I get into these patterns. So I have to force myself to stop doing things at times just so that I don't get in that position. Yeah. Because, you know, you can, you, you can find yourself constantly going round and round and round and without stopping. And, you know, like that addiction where you just can't um, stop yourself from getting in those situations. Well, oh, I wanted to yeah, I wanted to mention one other thing, you know, in regards to sociopathy because um people have you know read my articles and they say so does that mean that, you know, a nexaltruist is a pro sociopath and I hear that term thrown around a lot. And I just uh-huh. want to emphasize that that's actually not the case. It's actually its own cohort. Um sociopathy actually, I see it's more of an adaptation to an environment which they can't handle. Um, so one of the things about sociopaths is people say they have, you know, no empathy, no feelings. They have no emotional connectivity. And that's actually not true. Um, they're actually just as extremely sensitive as an ex-altruist, but they don't have the ability to um, detach from their emotions when they need to in order to prevent themselves from, you know, going into meltdown. So what ends yeah. up happening is um, because they don't have that ego strength, um, the sociopath will be confronted with situations, and that's where you find where they've, you know, suffered uh, physical abuse or sexual abuse or some kind of trauma early on in life. And because of these, that triggers that whole reaction where they completely detach from their emotions. And it's kind of a defense mechanism. And to some extent, I don't think they really have control over that. Um, So as a result of that, um, they're able to act out in really cold and cruel ways and not feel that emotional impact because they have detached from it. So it's not that they um, have no empathy. They have shut off their empathy because they can't handle that flood of emotions, maybe like an ex-altruist would. I believe I can step up and 
if you uh, possibly, I'm sure it's an idea you've thought about yourself before, and I'm sure it's probably true because I've seen it a ton of times, including in my own life, but uh, a sociopath can definitely transition from being a sociopath to an ex-altruist. I believe so, yeah. Yes, I, I know yeah. so. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I know that for a fact because you're, I'm living proof. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's really weird. It's, it's really weird how it happens. I don't know. It's it's more of a. It's like it's like what you just said about um, not being able to, to shut off one's emotions, and mm-hmm. completely shutting oneself down. It's when they they build up and build up, and you either have to go one direction or the other. Yeah, right. You either take the dark direction and you go insane and do something stupid, crazy, or you it, it finally like you finally start making connections to what these feelings mean. You know how to use them, how to use them correctly. It's it's kind of like mm-hmm. a double-edged sword. It's like you know you, you stop you know cutting good guys and going after bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the big misconception is that if someone's a sociopath or a psychopath, that they cannot be rehabilitated, and I I really don't believe that. Um, I think because you know the sociopaths are missing that um, that ego strength, so they don't have that ego resilience. So when they when they get hit, um, they they can't recover from it. So you know they detach from their emotions in order to prevent that from happening, and they don't have that ability to uh, like what I call flexible detachment, where they can detach only when they need to, but then reattach with their emotions following you know some traumatic incident. Um, whereas an ex-altruist can can do that. They have that ability to go back and forth between you know being cold when you need to. Um, because it's a time of crisis. Because if you're if you're overly emotional in a time of crisis, you're not going to be able to function. You just can't. Um, so an exaltrist has the ability to you know shut it off when you need to, but then you know reconnect with that after the fact. Um, and a sociopath doesn't have that ability to you know control their emotions that way. So um, if you look at sociopathy as an adaptation, so they they act in this way because they don't have flexible detachment, because they don't have ego resilience. Um, well, let's back it up to when when they're younger. If if they're missing those traits, you know, can we teach those traits? You know, so they have all the other traits of the exalterist, but without you know the the defense survival mechanisms, which I call you know the two superpowers of the exalterist. Um, but you can actually teach those. You can train that in children when they're young. You can train adults to some degree um, if you're really willing to commit to it. Um, so so I don't think sociopathy is you know a diagnosis. You know in like the end state, I think that you can change it around. Um, so you take a, you take a child that's maybe you can tell that they're vulnerable, you know, maybe to be a sociopath because you know they have low emotion regulation abilities and you know they don't have a high self confidence. They have that low ego strength. Um, you can train those things. You know, the team building exercises. Um, you know, build up their self confidence. Um, yep. Teach them emotion regulation strategies. And I think of it as Jedi training. You know, if you have a Jedi training school for kids. <laughs> You might never have another sociopath, you know. Um, that would be, you know, an ideal world. But um, it can be trained to some degree. So I really think early intervention and teaching kids to have, the, you know, building up these superpowers when they're young, you're going to prevent future sociopathy. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's what you're, what you're saying right now and how, how deeply ingrained that is. I mean, being, a, being an ex-altruist, wouldn't, you wouldn't describe it as being kind of a, you know, uh, feel it every now and then kind of thing. Like, it's in you, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, it's a pr- that's, yeah, it's a temperament, definitely. Yeah. That's definitely why we, I mean, I, I the term resonated with me um, when uh, 
Nightbug actually took it and shortened it into Exalt. And I was like, you know what? Damn it. If that isn't, like, the perfect term for exactly what we do and what we are. Uh-huh. And, when, and now when you say, like, Jedi training, it, it, it really, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, clearly. We'll know mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but I really like the idea of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that it's, it's not, when people usually think Jedi, they think, like, boom, you know. But it's, it's yeah. actually more, it, it's mental, it's mental training, and it's not about, like, you know, superpowers. It's about discipline. It's about, you know, something being right. in you to know that you have to move towards the light. You have to, you've got mm-hmm. this thing, you've got to help, you've got to do something. That's, yeah. that's what the yeah. insult to me is. It's not exalting, right. it's not bad bullshit, it's not an RLSH, it's not it's nothing close to an RLSH. It's, it's a person that is completely and utterly compelled to do good things. Yes. Right. And, you know, I'm going to interject because I'm so glad you came on here because somebody mentioned uh, on one of our last shows that there was some saying saying, I'd rather be, and and you know who you are, (laughs) who said this, Uh I'd rather be, um, relish my life than be exalted. And I was thinking, you know, you just really devalued everything that extreme altruism and, and what Andrea has researched and therefore shared with us about this because it doesn't have to do with exalting at all. And, I, you know, I know it was just yeah. a joke, but I want to nip that in the bud right now for ARLSH who are hearing that. If you haven't learned about what extreme altruism means by listening to the show, then really there's nothing we can do to help you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that's there, like zero. So it's ingrained in its something that you should learn to, like you said, say no more often. That is so important because, you know, I, I see myself burning out, you know, because I can't help it. I want to do, I want to do that. And it's so important to put the foot down and say, no, you got to You got to stop every now and then, or you will burn out. Because yeah. It's there. Yeah. It's yeah. something yeah. you don't consciously do anymore. So. Yeah. The, the best advice I can give is oh, to choose your environments very wisely, you know, um, yes. be aware of the situations you're getting in and, you know, don't stop from doing good things, but just choose your environments wisely, you know, start to recognize when it's just going to be, you're fighting a losing battle, um, and when it's not going to end well and when, you know, in a situation where, that you can actually have a good impact in. Um, so I, I've learned to recognize the situations where no matter what I do, it's, I'm not going to win and I'm going to end up destroying myself versus, this may be a hard struggle and I may suffer some damage, but I think I can ultimately win this fight, and those are the ones that I choose. Yeah. That's some some really good advice right there because I see a lot of people wasting their time on um, just, oh, I, you know what, I'm not going to get into it, but I, I do see people wasting their time in situations, circular, you know, bad cycles yeah. that they're not yeah. going to make a no, dent in. No. Bring it up. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I want you. I want you to bring it up because you're right. No, you go ahead and bring it up, then. <laughs> no, there's sometimes I get into I get into little battles with people, you know, online about mm-hmm. certain certain people that I that I don't agree with, and the people they it's like they have this crazy circular logic and it's just going around and around and around. And I just go, how like they ignore and you know what I'm talking about when you, when you debate somebody and they they ignore points. You know, there's there's been one point, you know, about this one situation that, and you know, this there's always one point that no one will address. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. There's always that one point that you freaking know is the clincher. You know, it's 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 the one sound logic piece that is going to defeat every every debate. 
but no one will address it. And they yeah. continue to argue around the periphery, and they argue around the extraneous bullshit because they can. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, yeah, we're, not, we're not centered, so you can say whatever you want to. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's more of a lady than, than you and I are. Well, she's hey, more of a lady than you are, Zero, so. I'm a, I'm a lady. <laughs> You're definitely no lady. Hey, you hey, are correct, sir. I'm a lady. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thank Thank you you so so <laughs> anyway. But yeah, the, knowing when to stop is really important, and and um, knowing when when I don't think the the more you say something and the more the the longer you say it is necessarily going to win you any. Um, People who are on the opposition, I don't, I don't necessarily think that they're going to come on over. So it's important to know when to stop. When, when it comes to, yeah. if we're talking about, you know, wasting time by trying to do some good, by, you know, by trying to to better the world. Well, if I just convince this person that that this, it's not going to work. They're, they're ready to hear yeah. when they're ready to hear. So yeah. You know. oh, how many times have I been in that argument with myself? If only they understand my point of view, you know, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and that's where you know that's where creativity comes in because when I when I used to teach children, you know, how that were very um, Aspergers, and creativity was a big problem with that cohort. Um, they had a really hard time being creative. Um, but teaching that there's always another solution, there's always another way to do things. You know, creativity is all about multiple solutions to a single problem. There's always there's always more than one way to approach it. Yes. There's more yes. always more than one way to say it. More than say more it always one yeah different angle you can take. So you can say this is my ultimate goal, and maybe you know this method is not going to work, and I've you know gone round and round and it's not working. Well, then you have to think of like an alternate way. What's the backdoor method? There's there's always another way to approach that that might be more successful. So you have to kind of think a little bit more creatively about how to you know persuade that audience you know of your point of view. I want to. I really. I'm a harper again. I'm going to harp on this. I want <laughs> I want I want you to say what you just said about what creativity is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, so you, you, don't want, have you want her to say it again? Yeah, I, I, I'll say it. You know, I'll say it. I'll say it. Cause I'm okay, gonna, you say so, it. So, um, creativity is an alternate way to solve a problem. It's mm-hmm. people, people think creativity and they really think like, you know, oh, painting and, you know, right. art, you know, whatever, and music, whatever. The, the creativity is like art, music, you know, design, all that stuff, you know. It's all It's all different fingers on one hand, and the hand is creativity. And right. one of the fingers on that hand is problem solving. It's 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 thinking around corners, you know, it's Yeah. Yeah. Creativity is so also, much more yeah. than yeah. Creativity right. is so much more than marketing yeah. art. That's actually one of my research areas and that's something that I've I've debated with people for a long time and I've written about it quite a bit. Is that, you know, painting and art and things like that, those are those are products of creativity and not all art is creative. Um but creative cognition is the ability to, you know, look across multiple genres, you know, divergent thinking, making remote associations between ideas that don't seem to be related, but they are related on one special level. Um, and putting all that together for a novel solution that's useful, that's creativity. And it is, you know, it is problem solving. And um, like the opposite of that would be following an outline. It's very non-creative. So you think about most jobs. They give you an outline. You're supposed to follow it. Well, that's not creativity at all. You know, the creativity would be: this is what our solution needs to be. You need to meet these parameters, and you find a way to get there. Um, you know, that's that's creative thinking. 
Right. And thank you um, for the, um, again, the creativity. And, you know, you know what, thanks for emphasizing that because the whole creative aspect, I think we're losing that. I think we think that, well, in in our group we were so focused for a while on just doing things a certain way. You know, it was the whole patrol. It was how can we, you know, handle this problem. And now we're just expanding. And it's so, once we tapped into our creative energies and yeah. just let them flow, oh, my God, you should see. We're just kind of popping at the seams with create, creative ways yeah. to solve things that have been going on, right, Zero? It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Once you allow yeah. that in, yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. cool thing is that once, once we stepped away from the, the superhero thing is like, it, and I've always said to people, you know, superhero is the modern manifestation. It's a, it's a modern packaging of shamanism. You know, it's it's a use mm-hmm. of face or mask to put across an idea, as you know, ancient shamans used to do. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's so many different directions you can go in. I mean, we in our group we have like you know, pirate villains and like steampunkers and like you know, people <laughs> that have like you know, big long, crazy robot legs and shit. Like it's it you just you think of different ways to appeal to people. It's really it, for one thing that's a, on that level. It's a marketing thing, and, and unfortunately, in this day and age, you if, if shit's dry, people aren't going to read it. Most people are mm-hmm. not going to read it. And the mass that you want, the mass of people that you want around the world to get hip to this idea of hey, help a motherfucker, you know, <laughs> they, they, they need they, they need the cartoons, you know, they need uh, they need fiction, they need. They need marketing. They need flash bang power. Well, I get that. You know, it's yeah. People yeah, want to be inspired. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I said people yeah. want to be inspired. You know, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They do. You know, and I'm finding the opposite end of that is that you know there's a lot of pre-packaging. There's all oh mm-hmm. let me see what this is because it, and then then there's no substance. So it's all right. you know just. Yeah, it's that air cake meme that I made about with you in it. That was my only meme, Andrea. <laughs> but um, you're right. You're, mean, people do need she, to be entertained. What? She totally, she memed for you, you know. You should, be, you should feel special. I do. Uh, you know, I did. I've never made a meme before, and I had to put, you know. <laughs> I, you know, it was, just, it was driving me crazy. I was on a recent trip to L.A., and every damn billboard had Kim Kardashian holding some stupid drink. And I went, are you kidding me? That bimbo is up there. And I'm going, when people like Andrea who are gorgeous, you know, are are not being put on these things, it just pissed me off. So I had to come home and make a meme of you. So, you know, there you go. I kind of made my name. You know know what's funny is that um, when I first, when I wrote that first article, um, for my blog, I think it was in like 2009, um, was the first one. Um, I had actually never heard of the real-life superheroes. I had no idea that, it, that the community even existed. And it wasn't yeah. until um, a while after that I got an email from T. Um, Krulos, who's writing the book. Yeah, he said, he said, hey, did you know that you caused a schism in the real-life superhero community? I was like, what? what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> and it was, um, he's the one that told me that, you know, um, a segment of you guys had decided that you were going to um, splinter off and, and no longer call yourselves uh, superheroes, but you changed your name to the Assaults. And, and that was the first time I'd even heard of the entire community. And I was kind of blown away, and, and it really, um, it inspired me to keep going. Because I think when I wrote that first article, I was kind of pretty down on, on life. I was like, this is kind of a, you know, a sucky position to be in, um, to be an ex-alterist. It was kind of, you know, it's kind of depressing. Um, but then I started getting emails from all kinds of people that were like, 
it was like you spoke right to me, you know, I'm exactly this personality and, and I started connecting with all of these people that are the same way and it just it really felt good to know that um you're not alone out there. You know, and I think it's great that you have a community of, you know, like minded people that can can band together to do even more good things. Yeah. Right. You no, know, because I think I think ex altruists um tend to be lone wolves, you know. The lone wolf, you know, they they're the ones that's willing to, you know, risk their life and, and break the rules and do things, but you're kinda of by yourself. And so there's these all these lone wolves all over the world that act alone. Um but when they start to network together, you're still acting alone, but you're in a network so you can support each other and I think that's really key to success long term. Oh absolutely Andrea. I just uh, mm-hmm. figured out the clicking is coming from you. It's from me? <laughs> See, this yep. happens to me, you Always blaming me for everything that goes wrong in this show. Well, everything that I'm goes sorry. Let's see the connection. Yeah, I can't I can't help that. Sorry. Rocking, no worries. We can still hear you. Well, I'm getting oh. interrupted a lot this episode. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that really? the, schism, the so-called schism that happened, that everybody was calling it a schism, that, that mm-hmm. just kind of goes to show you, like, the mindset that, that I think that a lot of RLSH have is when, you know, when you go in trying to, like, introduce something new, it's people get kind of up in arms, like, well, what's wrong with RLSH? What's wrong with the costume? Do it. Yeah. Whatever. Do it. You know, don't put people at risk, but if you're doing that, do it. But the thing is, we were trying to actually introduce a parallel term right. to open up a, a door to people that wanted to be, that wanted to uh, communicate and work with the RLSH without having to be like, oh, I'm just a civilian. Because people were getting really kind of like hurt about being, oh, a lot of people were just like, you're just a civilian. Really? Just a civilian? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you military? Are you police? No, you're a freaking guy in a costume. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, and so, being civilian really bothers me too because, you know, we're, we're not military. I mean, our right. aren't, you know, no, it's only people who are civilians, you know, it's, so when X out came out, I, especially knowing what it meant, I thought, oh, this is perfect. Because, you know, real-life superhero is something you can identify with. And I do, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put them down. I, I don't mind it as much as Zero does. But, you know, um, I, I just like the idea of something else to call myself um, other than a superhero. So, yeah. it, you know, it, that, that was more, uh, you know, explanatory, just with extreme altruism. You know, if you know what those yeah. words mean, then you know what what I like to do. As opposed mm-hmm. to, well, you're a real-life superhero, what do, you, what do you do? You know, so, yeah, um, yeah I, didn't, I didn't really think it caused this. That's so funny that there was a schism. I mean, That's I knew that people it. were going, what's that? That's what they called it. I I was like, really? Because I was trying to be like, cool. I was trying to be like, hey, let's work together, but we're going to use a different term so that other people can have a cool term too because it kind of sounds like X-Men. You know, it's got like kind of an X-Men yeah. thing going. So <laughs> it, was like, it, it, it immediately makes you think of Avengers and X-Men, like superheroes and X-Men, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool right. for them, you know, it's implied stuff. I, I personally think that if you're going to try to be a superhero in this day and age, you should be an implied superhero. I don't think you should say, I'm a superhero, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this superhero. Like, I think you should dress in a cool manner and do some cool shit. And whatever mm-hmm. people want to call you, just have them, let it be. Like, let it be. John Lennon had it right. Let it be. Come on. You know? Yeah, I think <laughs> um, I would have a, I would have a hard time calling myself a superhero. I think it's kind of like um, you don't call yourself a thought leader or a exactly. visionary. You know, other people call you thought leaders or visionaries. You don't call yourself that. Um, That's so the argument just, uh, we've been having for you know? the last four years. Yeah, four, five, six years it's been like that. Um, 
but yeah, I just I, I just want to say uh, I think the initiative is uh, less of a super group and more of a self help group for ex altruists. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, <laughs> well, it's a support network, and you need that. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I found that I I can't turn to most of my family anymore because um, I just I just don't get that support from them. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's tough to find people that you can really trust in that will be there for you um, when, when you do take on these mandated missions that may ultimately end up in, in, in harm to yourself in some way. Um, it's hard to find people that unconditionally support that. So I think it's yeah. great that you have a network of people that can do that for each other. It's, I want to call it the, the, the XAA. So it's like AA only, you know, X altruist anonymous. You know, dude, we're not giving you names. That's fine. We we have enough names. Stop. Okay. We sit around. We sit around in a circle and we say, "Hello, my name is I'm Michael. <laughs> I've I've been pro-offending for the last ten years." Okay, we're not listening to you anymore. Um, but, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Um, but you know, Andrea, you're right. The the whole idea of having a support system is. So, oh my gosh, it's so, I don't know what I'd do if I hadn't found these guys, if I hadn't found it. Unconditional means this for, mm-hmm. like, like you're saying that your family doesn't get it, you know, because I take it that they're not, um, have they ever seen anything to do with the OLSH world or anything like that? Because no, there are people that really don't, yeah, most of them really don't pay attention to what I do in my life. In general, that's <laughs> part of the problem. Oh man, um, wouldn't, but, wouldn't uh, be a new family, yeah, that's okay. You know. <laughs> You know what? Your family is not not who's related by blood. It's it's who you're connected to that you can rely on. Right. And I, I really and think I, of that. I think, so. Exactly. I think that my what is your friends become your chosen family. You know. Yeah. Um. And as far as as the the support goes and the unconditional, you know, I used to think that everybody knew. You know, when I first got into this, that wow, everybody knows about this. There's so many out there. I'm finding the longer I've been in it, ironically the more I find that the less people are out there that, you know, know about it. It's, it's you know, I can go to my, my coworkers and go, hey, have you ever heard of real-life superheroes? And they're going, what are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. those are average people working in average yeah. jobs, you know. And um, so it's 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 important to have this support. It really is. Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Um, whenever I'm, like, moving through my day and you know, doing my thing, can you, like, I, I can definitely do this. Can you guys spot other ex and, like, when shit happens, when shit goes down, you immediately, you like, kind of, like, lock eyes and you're ready to go. Yes. Like, yes. You, you just kind of know. Like, you, stuff mm-hmm. happens. Just like, like, you've already spotted these guys before you even talk about anything. You just kind of pick them out and, like, that guy is able, this person is able, that lady is able. Mm-hmm. Like, they're yes, ready to in go. Fact, I've, yeah. Even people that I haven't met in person, people that I've talked to that I've met online through various, you know, social networks or science groups or whatever, um, people that have read my work, it's like after talking to them for a short time, I'll, you know, it's like that acknowledgement of each other. You know, you yeah. know, they know, we know. Right. Um, right. And you just, you know, there's an understanding. And um, I had I had a lot of people from various disciplines contact me after they first read my article, and they were like, you know, we've been working on this problem too for a long time to try to figure out, you know, what is this phenomenon, and, and you've kind of found the missing piece of the puzzle here. Um so it was kind of exciting to know that other people were, were inquiring about the same kinds of things, you know, to yeah. explain this phenomenon, explain the personality, um, and knowing that it's, it is distinct from sociopathy. It's not the same. Because um, I, think, I think there needs to be more public awareness of ex-altruism in general because I think what's happening is you have these people like Aaron Schwartz or 
maybe Julian Assange might might fit the profile. Um, people that that break the law, they break the rules, and they do things that are against government regulations or against social rules or something. Um, but they're doing it because they see a greater good in in breaking the rules. It's like they're they're redefining the rules. And I think as a society, you know, I, I look at it as you know, there's some rules that you know can be broken, some that need to be broken, and then you know, some that should be broken and changed, you know, and so, you know, not every rule is meant to be followed because if, if every rule was followed and nothing was, no rule was ever broken, there would never be any advancement, you know, every, every single yeah. step that society has taken forward has been because someone was bold enough and fearless enough to, you know, break the rules when it needed to be done. So I think I have, that, that needs to be recognized and valued for what it is. Yes. I have a, um, a phrase that I use often and it's been <laughs> argued in circular logic and, People don't get it in context, but it's it's uh, what what can be broken must be broken, mm-hmm. and that's really that's that's a builder's uh, it's a builder's mantra. It's kind of like if you didn't make it right and you can break it, you need to rebuild it. You know, you, yeah. if, if it can be broken, you gotta you gotta test it. It's like basically testing, and it's the same with ideas. It's even more applicable with ideas. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's and, and about the tribe thing. I mean, if I could just go back to the, the name of the show and the reason that we call it this is because, I mean, originally me and Lucid, uh, which if anybody doesn't know who Lucid is, he was the, the big tattoo guy in the, the HBO documentary, one of our original members. Uh, we used to call it uh, the tribe. Like, mm-hmm. just the people, the people that would do this, people that we knew that did this, and eventually the actual initiative in its inception stages was, was called the tribe. And that's mm-hmm. just you know, a different family. And we knew then, me and Lucy both knew then that we'd say, you know, we were like, this is going to be a family someday. This is going mm-hmm. to be a large, large family. And it's growing, you know. And like I said to other people, just because you're not in the actual initiative collective does not mean you're not in a tribe, which is why I just started the uh, the Worldwide yeah. Initiative uh, section on, on the Facebook because I want to start reaching out to people and kind of feeling people out, seeing if we can get some, some wider projects going with a lot more people in a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just think that um, we've been so silent for so long, you know, ex-altruists, extreme altruists, whatever you want to call us. This tribe has been so silent for so long and not connected with each other on a larger, you know, scale. I think that's that's folly, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's been a problem. I think we need to start connecting that together. And I, it's cool because we know each other when we talk to each other, so it's, you can't really bullshit us. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So there's so you many know, things I, that, that need to be changed in the world and and so many people are afraid to take that first step. And I think right. if they know that they wouldn't be alone in taking that first step or when they do, they're not going to get rolled, someone's going to be there to have their back, um, I think that there would be a lot more change. Definitely. There's there's so many... Right. Uh, go ahead, Rocky. Well, I was going to say, building on your your silence, you're right. It's for so long we've been silent and, you know, because you're supposed to be humble when you do something good you're supposed to be and i get people saying that you know you're not supposed to tell people when you you know you're doing something good you're supposed to do it and hope you never get credit that's fine that's Uh fine but i believe it's all about intent i believe that if you put whatever good you're doing out there for other people to see if you're doing it in the hopes to inspire others because if i'd never heard about it from someone else you're right i would have sat there thinking well i'm the only one who feels like this like i should always be doing something good 
So um, with extreme altruism, I'm glad that it's it's coming. Fine, if people want to say that we're bragging or we're, you know, we're just, that's fine. I don't even care anymore. I just, I know that it helps more to let people know what we're doing because the, the good thing is we're getting so many more people joining us because they've heard it and they're going, yes. I've been doing this too, and I didn't yeah. want to say anything because I thought I was bragging. Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever your intent is, is is usually what what'll come out. It'll always come out. So. And the initiative knows that I'm. I've everybody in the eye knows that I'm ridiculously against like marketing and shit like that. I, I can't stand it. I don't want. You to were do it until we pushed you. Now we're pushing I don't, you. I don't, like to, I don't like to do it overboard, and uh, you know, it's it's just like it seems like this needs to be grassroots. So it's something that we've taken a long time to do. To go any official routes, and now we've kindly, we've definitely gone some official routes, which you know will be announced in the near future. But um, oh yeah, it's gonna be announced tonight, sucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's gonna be an amazing announcement. Um, uh, brain fart. Uh, wait, we're go with that. Um, <laughs> you guys, you guys got me off track. You were talking about media. Sorry. Yeah, I think a good way around. Yeah, you, I, I'm back on track. A good way around that is that uh, you, you, and this is where the tribal leaders uh, TED talk. I, I'm sure Andrew, are you familiar with that one? Uh, um, I don't David, think so. David Logan. Oh. You should no, watch that. No, please explain the. Okay. You would love. You would love the woman. Oh, and by the way, Andrea, in case you haven't said that already, um, she's going to be on. You're doing TED Talks, right? You're going to be doing yeah. uh, TEDx, yes, in TEDx, July. rather, yeah. Yeah. We got, <laughs> nice. we got Andrea before TED did. Yeah. You can be the hipster ex-altruist. You knew me before yep. I did the TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, a, good, a good way around uh, the self-aggrandizing thing um, is the tribal leader thing. Uh, if you can be like us, and this is kind of a, the role that we've taken now, um, we still do like everything we used to do, only we added on top of that tribal leaders, and that means we're going to find people. You know, that's we're going to find people. We're going to go. We're going to find people. That's what we're going to do. We're going to run around. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our new thing. We're going to go around. We're going to shine. We're going to shine the light on everybody that deserves it. You know, and I think well, that's good. And really, I think I can, yeah, I can help you on that level because. Um, one of the things I'm working on, you know, they have now there's like a, a psychopath scale where you can take this test and see how many how many traits you have and they rate you on a scale. And if you have, you know, a score of this and above, you know, you're considered a psychopath. Have you have you seen that? Um, well, yes. I'm actually trying to develop one for ex-altruists because I think what happens is an ex-altruist could take that, you know, the psychopath test and maybe score very high, but yeah. it's not taking into account, you know, the balancing traits that actually turn you away on the other side of the spectrum. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to develop a scale where you can actually, you know, rate yourself on whether or not you are an ex-altruist. And I think identifying people and inspiring them to take action, knowing that they're not going to be all by themselves, I think that's a really important thing. So I think, yeah. you know, you, people are like, well, you don't want to brag, you don't want to turn this into, a, you know, a media thing for my own personal fame. But I think getting out there is important because you're inspiring other ex-altruists that, that may not have quite, you know, the self-confidence to step out and, and be as fearless, and, and you're kind of inspiring right. them to take that first step. You also have to remember that uh, these ex-altruists, they, they smell bullshit. So mm-hmm. you you got to be careful what your first impression is, too. So as far as, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely promote yourself, but you have to do it in a very dignified way way. You have to do it where you retain your integrity and you're not, you know, because you'll shut people down. Like, 
personally, I would get shut down by somebody who, who you know, plugged the hell out of themselves everywhere. I'd be like, oh, come, get out of here. You know what I mean? You're not that great. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be that guy where we're actually doing good stuff and it's all missed because we, we seem like jackasses. It's just self-promoting. You know? It's all about the intent, like I said. It, and people can see it. They can see whenever you're promoting. What's the intent here? Is it to, hey, check me out, or is it, hey, check this action out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We actually... Um, you say you wanted to, there's some kind of test brewing. We actually, we have a mental evaluation to join the New York Initiative that we started. Uh, using. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and I'll share one of the questions with you because it's a very, are you an ex-altruist question. Um, you you show up with your crew at a at an abortion rally, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the anti, uh, the, anti uh, the, the pro-life and the pro-choices are fighting each other. It's kind of an equal fight. You know, some people are getting beat up, bloody here and there. Who do you help? Yeah. Right. Yeah, what so then they give is it a free text answer? They just give an answer yeah. who they help? Yep. Well, you those answers are very very telling. <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind yeah. of a if you're thinking to yourself, if you listen to this and you're thinking to yourself right now, you if you choose either one of those, it's it's over. You know, like yeah. If you don't understand the question, you're probably not an exalt. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the correct answer. And I'm just going to give it out because it's, it's it should be obvious. But you help whoever is in the most danger. You help whoever is 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 in the most physical danger because it's the right mm-hmm. thing to do. Because you know what? And, yeah. Another thing is if you don't understand why the question was asked, then really it's you know you're pretty much out. It's 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 obvious. You know it should be obvious why that question was asked or you so and if you get that then you get the answer you know people yeah. could say there is no right or wrong answer but there's always if you're an extreme altruist yes there is it's like you said it's yeah. the, the the people who are getting the most hurt or the biggest danger yeah and that's and that's usually the first question we'd ask you know because that's the most telling and the rest of the questions were simple as like you know what weapon do you always carry mm-hmm. that's a telling question too because you know Depending on the weapon, if it's legal, this and that, you know, you kind of let it open for people to figure it out. Right. Yeah, and I think, um, I don't know, people ask me too, they're like, well, the the real-life superheroes, you know, if they're they're out beating people up, you know, how is that altruism? If they're actually, you know, inflicting violence on people. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not in favor of violence. I'm really not. I'm in favor of breaking rules when they need to be broken, but that doesn't include, you know, violence. I think that's Yay! Rock. Yeah. Thank you. What, what was that? What was that again, Andrew? You're not in favor of what? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, violence. <laughs> Thank you. Did we have we covered the Bay Patrol question on this show yet? No, I don't think so. Because I'd like to get that have. out of the way. Because it sounds like I know we're moving towards you're talking about Arlos Asian violence and stuff, and a lot of people ask us questions about the Bay Patrol. Let me just clear that up uh, in a couple words. Bait Patrol is a sting operation. It's not an every night operation. We don't go out just looking for trouble. If there's a mugging pattern, if there's a molestation rape, physical or sexual mm-hmm. assault pattern in an area, we choose the correct bait, bring it, bring the person into the situation, into the area, into the actual area where the pattern is occurring, and we create a situation where it's going to draw the person out. At that point, mm-hmm. violence doesn't need to happen unless the person gets violent. All we want to do is figure out who you are. Right. At that point, we're extra eyes. It, it doesn't need to be violence. We will prevent 
someone from attacking someone, which it, it has worked. Um, right. But there, we we don't go, we don't like violence. We're not looking for violence. The people that right. were looking me, for violence. Were, hold on, no. hold on. The people that were looking for violence that have been in the initiative have been removed. The people that were looking to start shit and not de-escalate have been removed. We have been right. in removing these people. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's right. been there's been more than fifty percent of people who, that have ever been in the New York Initiative have been removed. So I was going to say, Zero, and, and, and it's important to, because when people see the superhero documentary um, by Michael Barnett, um, they will see that Bay Patrol, which was edited a lot. And what it oh, doesn't yeah. say is just what, what just what Zero said, is that they just don't go, well, willy-nilly, hey, I think I'm going to throw sap out there for Bay. It's, it's mm-hmm. like in the instance of the... Um, you guys were effective in stopping the, the purse snatchings because of your bait patrol, right? Because of, you know, um, out in, was it the West Village? That was happening? No, no that, that, that wasn't a bait. Um, we used the bait out there, but it never got anything. What the bait did get was um, one of the guys that was running around trying to break into women's homes during the, the, the groper in Park Slope. Oh, right, 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 Park Slope. Anybody from... Freddie's bar is listening right now. Uh, they were actually part of the guy, part of the group of guys that were out there. Dude, those guys came. There was like five guys that came out of the bar and were following this guy around, but didn't approach him because they didn't know what you know. They didn't know any procedure. And at that mm-hmm. point, we all kind of teamed up and you know we crowded the guy. We called the cops and we were able to hold him there because he took our bait. You know, he took a uh, tango was our bait at the time. He was, you know, she was walking around. We were shadowing her. Uh, he started following her. At that point, the guy showed up. You know, told us a story that he's been trying to break into women's homes, called the cops, got him picked up. And that's what you do. You call the cops, you know, and yeah. just like you said, Andrea, sure. we are completely about de-escalation. We're not going to yeah. go in yeah. there and try to, you know, try to kick someone's ass. That's not our job. We know that. Yeah. We know that, you I mean, know, we don't care. If you're, yeah. yeah if, I mean, if you have to defend yourself, that's a different story. You know, I'm not right. saying you need to, like, curl up in a ball and, and, and take – a beating um, if someone attacks you, but um, to going right. out and actually starting a physical altercation or provoking it in some way, um, I just I just think that's kind of like the wrong state of mind. You know, yeah. it's not actually yeah. solving oh, a problem. Yeah. Right. That's ego. Now that right there to me, that's ego. That's I. You know, if you if you're not being in um, a situation where your life or something else is being you know threatened. At the moment, with you know, it's, it's present intent and abilities. That person really going to harm you, you know, and can do they have the ability? And you're because this was on another show that we're we're talking about um, present intent and ability. That's the only time that you defend yourself, you know. And if and you have to do it physically, you do. Yeah, and there but are. But if they're not, what's that? There are laws to protect you in that situation. I mean. Like I said right. many times, Article 3515, New York Penal Code, you protect the fir- yourself or a third party. You are completely protected. It's uh, I don't know exactly what it's called. It's not Good Samaritan. It's something else. Uh, I know in Louisiana they call it castle. In a couple of the places they call it castle walls. Um, it extends to, like, outside, I think. Um, but I don't know every state because it's not my freaking state. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so that's the only time, yeah, right? We, you don't, we, we, you don't yeah. escalate. Yeah, it's it's it comes back again. It comes back to being present. I mean, you need to like. So I, I a lot of people call themselves leftists, uh, like either leftists or rightists, you know, liberals or conservatives. Mm-hmm. 
I call myself a situationalist because <laughs> I don't make a decision about a situation before I get in the damn situation. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yep. yep. It's it, 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 it either it's happening now or it's not happening. You know what I mean? You, you make a decision yeah. when you get there. You don't go into it going, I'm going to kick ass because you're a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, bad guy, bad guy. You know, like, what are you, like, 12? Right. You know, your balls are <laughs> Yeah, every situation has a context, and the context determines, you know, what the right thing is at that time. That's why um, I, I don't believe in, you know, one thing is always right, one thing is always wrong. You know, it all depends on context. You know, it's just... Um, there is no black and white when it comes to, to good and evil. It really is dependent on so many other factors, and the key is to be able to navigate all those factors together and determine what the best course of action is. And I think that's where, you know, keeping a level head and having really strong emotion regulation skills is, is critical. Yeah, and that's why that's the reason why I think that we should, you know, exhaustorist types should come out publicly because a lot of them are making some bad decisions. Um, they push things too far. Uh, they don't have any kind of support groups. They don't have anybody to talk to about how they feel about things. And you know what? Now we do. Um, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to keep spreading this idea of. Not, it doesn't have to be the initiative. It could be like the idea of call it whatever you want. Call it a tribe. Call it whatever you want. Whatever other name. But spread this idea so that people know there's people to talk to. So that when you get in a situation like that, you're like, hey man, this is this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. I need some perspective. And, like, Rock helps me all the time. She's like, I, I might tell her, you know, to go F herself, but, you know, <laughs> she's usually right. You know, like, all the like, time. Yeah, the circular, <laughs> the, circular, the circular arguments. She's like, I think, you know, you're not wrong, but you should choose your battles because this is a is a bullshit battle. I think you're fighting the battle that's need to be fought. And you know yeah. what? She's usually right. Sometimes, you know, she's wrong, but it's really rare because women are always right. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually hear that because you sit stopping me for all of this stuff that went wrong before the show right now. But that's really nice, thanks, Sarah. But I have to interject because because like most ex altruists, I, I feel like the ones that I've met are extremely creative. They have all this yeah. energy and and they don't know where to channel that energy, and so sometimes it's it's misdirected into these battles that they're sure they can win. And and zero is extremely. I mean, it's creating everything. Uh, every medium there is, I think you've probably had your hands in, literally, zero. So for me, I'm going, yeah, yeah, your energy doesn't need to be there. It needs to be here. It needs to be moving forward. And I think mm-hmm. us letting other ex-altruists know, hey, we're out here, dude. You got all this energy? Guess what? We could use your energy. We could use your creativity. And you'll actually see good things happening from that instead of, God, I feel like I'm fighting the same battles going around in circles. So, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think Facebook is not helping at all because I think, people feel vindicated like they've exercised that through Facebook when, in fact, they've really changed nothing. Like, right. I know I've done it. I've know, I know I feel like I, I've got into an argument. I've, you know, completely waxed the other person. And at the end of it, I'm just like, it's just like playing a video game. What did I actually do here, you know? <laughs> you I played a play video game. game. <laughs> I, I love video games. I love the shit out of video games. But I don't play them anymore. You know why? Because like, I, I go all through all that frustration to beat it. And yeah, hand-eye coordination, whatever, you know, I'm good at that, but I get good at it. It trains you for that, whatever. But at the end of it, I'm just like, what did I really do? There's a game. There's a game. <laughs> There's too much bad shit going on. The world. I had an argument with this about with somebody else the other night. The other night. Uh, uh, artists is commentary. I love art. You, you guys all know I love the shit out of art, but 
the fact is, when there's so much other stuff going on in the world that's wrong, and everyone and their brother is concentrating on art, entertainment, movies, escapism, it's not, it's not, it's not profound anymore. It's just escapism. You're not. You got to fix the real problems so that we can have these luxuries and enjoy them instead of them being bittersweet. And like we have to escape. Like, how many people out there right now are listening, and they 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 run home. And immediately, as soon as they get home from their job, they don't do anything else. They don't, you know, watch anything. They just sit down and they watch uh, Doctor Who or some show. Immediately, Netflix, right down to it. That's, they're looking forward to it. Why? Why? I mean, when do we forget to live? Wow, dude, you're, you're, you're really deep. See, Andrea comes on the show, and suddenly your brain just gets all kicked into gear. This is I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like rogue. I'm like, I steal your powers. So, sorry. Right? You're not, <laughs> smarter through osmosis. Yeah. Oh, what about you? <laughs> you're not going to be able to write for a week. Sorry, Andrea. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Um, well, speaking of, so zero, do you want to make this announcement or what? Uh, no, zero's yeah. not pregnant. It's okay. No. It's okay. No, seriously. You know what? It's your baby. <laughs> it's my. It's my baby. It's the only baby that zero and I will ever have together because otherwise oh. I'd vomit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Holy fruit so, salad. Right, Mike's <laughs> puking right now. <laughs> so, um, a couple of weeks because I'm bringing this up because Andrew, you you've touched on this several times, and I'm going, yes, yes, we we've got to bring this up because you know you also said you could help us out with something. Um, uh-huh. We are launching uh, a Kickstarter project because we are taking the initiative across the country looking for these extreme altruists. And when Zero was blabbing on about shining the light on these people, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're making a film, a documentary, um, and Kickstarter is in the process of approving it right now. (laughs) So um, what we're doing is we are, a bunch of us are rolling, jumping into a van or two, doing a caravan, and um, heading from state to state, we're actually moving from Cali to New York, um, interviewing people that we've uh, lined up uh, across the states who are and, changing things in their communities. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I can hear you ready to say something. And I was just going to say and add to that, um, who we're not, which whatever branches we're not actually visiting, we're taking with us. So mm-hmm. right. pretty much I think we're visiting or seeing, meeting with every single branch of the initiative. Every branch. We're yeah. The, in fact, the WAI is coming with us for part yep. of it, um, yep. and we're we're starting off at Project Hope because that's uh, that's in, on July twentieth, and that's man, it doesn't get more extreme altruist than that. You know, those yeah. guys getting together and and feeding a thousand people in one day, and they do it once a year, and they fly in from everywhere. And uh, we wow. were lucky to be a part of that for the last couple of years. So we're starting off there, and we're hoping to get a little bit of film footage there. And then rolling, um, it's a 21-day trip. And that's why we're doing this Kickstarter project, because it's it's expensive to have a film crew. And, and, oh, yeah. Uh, every, yeah, gas, gas alone. I think it's amazing. I think it's an amazing project, and I, I'd love to help you promote it. So, yeah. Oh. yeah, let me know what I can do, and I will gladly help. Absolutely. We had an idea a long time ago when the NY first started. It was basically like a – well, actually, as the initiative uh, 
the collective started growing with more branches, I was like, one day I would really like to have a traveling dream team, you know, of like select mm-hmm. people from, from every branch. And this is kind of like the first step towards that. I think that if we do this, it would be really kind of cool to make an institution of this kind of idea. Um, we could, I don't know, I, I don't know, Rock, if you wouldn't like do this film and then possibly pitch it to somebody or just make it a show ourselves, maybe a web series, something, you know, that's, uh, you know, some kind of fun thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know the sky's the limit, but I'd love to just yeah. continue to do this. Continue, because there's shows out there that's like, they're nothing. Like, they're talking about, Bullshit, you know, like Jersey Shore. Like, right, Honey Boo Boo makes me want to yeah. shoot myself in the head. So, <laughs> you know, but but yeah, one thing we left out, Zero, is what are we doing when we're meeting up with those people? What are we going to give back uh, to them? Naked jello fighting? <laughs> That's one thing, but damn it, you gave away the highlights. You know, we're, we're, oh. One of the things that we want to do is give back. Thanks, thanks. Like we're giving oh, well, back actually, to, the, to givers. So, yeah, the key the key to it is that um, it's about learning and teaching. Mm-hmm. So, and the cool thing is that it, it, we've come up with a few different campaigns for a couple of different ideas that we wanted to do. One of them was the Power Up Tour, which didn't work out because of technical difficulties. Uh, we lost our developer. Um, but um, an idea that we always had was if we're ever going to travel around, we are never going to know more than everybody. And I think that a lot of people mm-hmm. want to do this. There's a lot of people I know who have told me they want to do this, especially RLSH people that are connected to the community. They want to do this campaign where they travel around and they teach everyone and they're like Jesus and all this stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> you got to understand, you're a person. Somebody knows more than you do. So your real aim should be to travel around and be like a sponge. You want to teach and learn. Whatever you don't know, yes. you learn. Everybody you ever mm-hmm. meet is going to be able to teach you something. So rather than say, we're the initiative, we're better than everybody else, let's go teach everybody. No, it's bullshit. We're going to go out there, we're going to learn, and we're going to teach. And you know what? We're going to teach people who don't know what we know, and we're going to learn what we don't know. So when we come back, the initiative is going to be ten times as strong. Because all these people are like, they're niche people. They're, they're creating their own niche. They're figuring something out that is has not been done before. And that's that's what we want. We want to go, we want to get inside their brain. Because... We could talk to them all day online, but the fact is, until you actually get in the room with somebody and see what they're doing with your own with your own eyes, you feel their energy. Look them in the eyes. You know, you give them a solid handshake. You really feel what they're about. You, you don't know Jack. You don't know anything about them. You really don't. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why we want to do it because getting all the initiative branches in the same place at the same time is going to be like, I mean, the world might explode. So you guys might want to like, you know, get your shit in order. You know. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think and you made a great point there. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I was just going to say we really want you to to. Um, yeah. We're going to brainstorm with you on this one. So. Yeah. Oh, I'd hey, be happy to. I'd be happy are you, to. Are you like are you like doing Morse code to me right now? Is that what that clicking is? Because I don't. Really yes, know. it is. <laughs> I'm tapping no, the pen. I'm going. Shut up, Zero. I'm tapping my pen, waiting for you to quit talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But no, oh, honestly, it's, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Being in San Francisco, you ahead. think the internet would be perfect, but um, yeah. and the phone lines would be perfect. Being in such a tech hub, yeah. but you know, it happens. Yeah. My phone goes dead in the city half the time. Anyway, it's I'm going really. Are you kidding me? There's no, you know, there's no 3G or 4G or whatever it is out there. So yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Andrea and I live yeah. like what 20 miles apart. So. <laughs> 
yeah. it's cool. She's here in the Bay Area. Um, but that tour is, is uh, it's not really, yeah, I guess it's a tour, but um, it's it's more about us learning. These people that we're interviewing, I'm so oh excited about was, I'm not going to give any secrets away, but man, they're single-handedly with no money changing their communities. And the, the cool thing is getting their stories on there so that you can inspire other people. Look, they didn't have any money, and look what they did in their own communities, you know? I was pretty excited yeah. before you, when you said you, were, you want to interview groundbreaking people that are doing good stuff. But when you actually gave me that list, I was like, <laughs> God. Damn, I was like, Jesus, these people are like, I don't even know right? describe them. They're like, they're like revolutionaries in, the, in like the non-violent sense, you know? Like, right, they're no serious, like, like the real meaning of the word for freaking revolutionaries. Right, so, right. So, um, so that's what's but, coming uh, up. This, that's our big project coming up that we want to do announce. So there, we made the announcement. That is super exciting. Zara, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna say something? Sounds like I cut you off. Because I do that. No, I um, that's I'm just excited, man. Because it's it it, it just seems <laughs> coming together. I'm re- no, I'm really excited. Everything is kind of coming together. We're kind of putting everything together. You know, we're we're bringing the people together, which is the idea. We're not running around because I think when we started out, we were kind of like, oh, we're gonna go to New York and we're gonna save everybody. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. it was stupid. It was short-sighted. Central enforcement doesn't work. You have to mm-hmm. have central enforcement as a backup to a strong populace, you know? And if we can yeah. create right. a strong populace and we can continue to grow the initiative, we can actually back up a strong populace and eventually just all be strong in that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you start one person at a time, you know? One of my big sayings is think big, start small. You know? Yeah. You want to change the world, but, you know, what level you can start at, you know? That's it. That's exactly it. And people are thinking, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to save this entire town by myself. And I'm thinking, uh, no. <laughs> start more local. Start, you know, who can you, can you start a neighborhood group watch first and, and maybe build from there, you know, and uh, you can't save your whole town all by yourself. It doesn't work. And that's, that's the motto of our, our, um, our whole trip. It's, well, the name of the, the, the documentary is Taking Initiative. Uh, nation of heroes and um the our, our motto is you know not everybody can be everywhere trying to change the world you know doing everything to change the world but everyone can be somewhere doing something so yeah. that's what that's what we're trying to show and you're right it starts small start where you can you know yeah. and zero are you watching the time here because i could talk with this lady all I night am, i am actually <laughs> um i think andrew uh how's your phone doing uh, I think it's about ready to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would well, love to worry about that. We can end the segment because I'm sure we can just gab on for another couple minutes until this is, this is over here. But, uh, right. Um, so what can we plug you. for you, Andrea, before you yeah. go? What can we, you know, what can we give up? Uh, we're going to put links up of whatever you say, and, you know, so we'll put them all on the website. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and just let me know what I can do to help um, the Kickstarter, and I'd be happy to to help you along with that. Do you have any projects you want us to plug? Um, not at this moment, but I'm sure there will be in the very soon, in the very near future. Well, but um, I'd be happy to come back anytime to chat. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's so many things that we love to chat with you about, not just the X Outdoors. You have so many things going on. You have so many balls in the air. 
I know we right? have a lot of balls in the air. Everybody's got a bunch of balls, and they're all in the air. <laughs> and, and that's what attracts you. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I love seeing balls in the air. But, uh, okay. <laughs> we're going to let you go because I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat. So, um, <laughs> thanks it sounds for, like your poor phone is going to die. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for calling in. And, uh, dude, have a great night. We'll talk to you very soon. Thank you, Andrew. And when you do the TEDx, we're going to blow the... Uh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna blow it up and show that everywhere. She is gone. Her phone died. She's oh, are you still there? Uh, yep. I'm talking. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like her phone's broken. Yeah. So wow. Oh, <laughs> but that bye. was fun. <laughs> um, poor Andrea. Um, yeah. but we are definitely gonna have her back on because she's got so much going oh. on. Ball, yeah, everybody. and. Yeah, and uh it's it's nice to it's nice to hear you taking um one of our guests, you know, so seriously that you don't put in a sound bite every 5 seconds cuz yeah. <laughs> you too, bud. You know it's nice to... The clicking is still there and she's gone. It's not her. It's not me. It's probably you. Oh my god. Hold on a second. But you know what? I can still hear you. I can understand you. I'm sure people listening can still hear us and understand us. You know, it's fine. Just pretend somebody's doing Morse code and, you know, we'll be okay. It's Bug. It's Bug. It's Bug Bug. with you? Yep, it is. I just it. There you go. Ah, Kill the Bug. (laughs) You're fired, dude. Is it time to play the, is it time to do the, um, the sound game? The, uh... What's that? Um, Dear God, what is that thing? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that it's thing. time to play a fun game. Sorry, I'm still a little crazy right now. Um, now, can I tell people why you're crazy? Because you, you yeah. stayed up and you, you had to take your cat in to get neutered, uh, neutered right? Yeah. and Yeah, I think he did, yeah. And he's been like a worried dad, you guys. It's really, it's it's actually endearing. Big jerk guy like Zero, he's... He was actually so worried about his little new kitty and everything that it went through. So he's trying to give his cat love and, and stay up. And so now he's he's all exhausted and punchy. So. Hey, cat. You know what's funny? Um, that doctor, I just want to put a plug in for this doctor because he was a badass. It's called um, Ferals in Peril. Okay. Um, oh, Ferals in Peril? Oh, my God, how cute is that? Um, I, I'm I'm very bad with names, so I'm misplacing his name right now. And I gave his card to the people across the street who who own the cat that is the mother of my cat because I gave the card to them saying fix your damn cat because it has it has kittens every freaking three months. Um, oh, like a kitten factory. That cat is so stripped of all its nutrients, it's like walking around in a daze like a zombie. Um, Poor thing. Yeah, so I really I was like, look, this doctor will do everything. He'll he'll fix your cat. He'll give it all shots. He'll do uh, he'll do um, shock testing, which is like testing for cat leukemia. He'll do deworming. He'll do you know rabies shots, all that stuff. Your tip, yeah. Forty dollars for forty dollars. That's, that's really really reasonable. Yeah, you know he's a good guy because he he told me I, he he just wanted to we talked for like an hour when I was there about like cat litter. And he says that uh, I'm, I, we're actually going to have him on the show. But he says one of the things you should know is that if you have a cat and it's using it as clay litter, it uses clay anything clay as far as litter. Um, every time it cleans its paws, it gets a buildup in its stomach and its body of clay that can mm. actually cause uh, an issue that it, it's uh, it's 
pretty much like less than 50-50 chance of survival if if you need to have the surgery done that removes that stuff because they actually have to take a piece of the intestine out. So if you're using clay uh, kitty litter, you need to switch. Uh, switch I didn't know that. Wow. Yep, they have they have uh, I think they have um, like little wood chip litter. I can't remember what the hell it's called. It's like milled milled grain or something like that. Um, milled cedar or something like that. I'll, I'll definitely find the link. Or um, world's best litter. And world's best litter is exactly what it says. Uh, that's that's its name, and that's exactly what it is. It's the best litter I ever used. It doesn't. It never stinks. It never stinks. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you can't guy, smell a cat when you go into your place. It's it's it oh, doesn't yeah. smell like a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it does, but you know, it's only when I haven't been there for a day or two, and I have to come back. And you know, of course. Anyway, that's another story. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, this this guy was just a sweetheart. He had like an. He had, like, a little cat room downstairs, and he's got, like, 30 cats in the place, and they're all in this giant freaking room. And the room doesn't stink at all. There's 30 cats in this room, like, older cats, you know? And they're, they're old, old cat piss stinks real bad, you know? <laughs> and and he's got, like, 30 freaking cats in his room, in this room, this big room with, like, it's like cat heaven. There's, like, jumpy things, and you can... If you're a cat, you'd be leaping all over the walls. It's, it's great. And Zero and, was never heard from again because he was playing with the cats all day. <laughs> I was. I was in there for about an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> just, like, petting every cat. Every time I thought I'd pet every cat, there was another cat to pet. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, um, you could just tell the guy was a sweetheart, you know, because he just, he really, he knew every cat's name. He knew their, their whole story. He knew, like how they acted, he knew which was the alpha female, which was the alpha male, you know. He actually told me that uh, through figuring out which was his alpha female and the, the, the traits of alpha female, I now know that Charlie is an alpha female. Uh-huh. She's very much an alpha female because she tells you exactly what she wants when she wants it. She has. She learned that from you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, you alpha male everybody, yep. Whenever <laughs> I have a... No, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an ex beta that's an alpha now. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 different because I I know when to like pull it back and and when I deal with an alpha that's a dickhead, I alpha them. Check them. <laughs> and that's how it works. But when I deal with an, with an alpha person, like, a cool guy, you know, like or a beta or whatever you want to call them, you know, just people that don't try to alpha people, I'm cool. That's all good. I'm not gonna try and alpha you. You know. If you're, if, you're not trying to hurt, if you're not trying to hurt anybody, I'm not going to come after you. Anyway, eight minutes left in the show. Zero is talking his ass off. Delirious asleep again. Um, sure, Greg Simpson. You are correct, nice sir. Greg Simpson did a nice little interview with me talking my ass off when I was on three out three days with, uh, with no sleep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I need to hear the noise again, and we're going to take callers. Uh, ready, guys? Guys, ready Dear to call? Dear God, call? what is that thing? Get ready to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear we're making it easy for people lately. I, I know that, but I don't know it. You know it. <laughs> as soon as you hear the answer. You got a caller? I don't think we do. I think they hate us. I think really? Crazy. Nobody knows that one? They probably ended the, They probably closed the window because I was talking so damn much. <laughs> probably. <laughs> what time is it anyway? Oh Cause God, what is this dude? It's like, there's like seven minutes. Oh, we have seven minutes? Okay, if you guys know that, call in. Um, 
Halloween's not that hard. I don't think it's that hard. Otherwise. So long, losers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shut up, boo. All right, all right. They're starting again, you guys. They're starting with this sound bite war, so really, I'd rather have somebody call it than hear this going back and forth. So, Zero, what else are we, are we promoting anything else going on this week? Why do I think there's something going on? I mean, I'm target locked on the Super Bowl, but, you know, that's just me. I know you can't stand football, but that's just because you're not, stupid. I am not working the Super Bowl. <laughs> Mainly because, and you know what? You actually have to stop watching it early because it's I know. I had to kill you. This is my team. I've been a Niners fan since, well, it doesn't matter because that's how old I am. You're not going to have a show. Unless I have to call Shortcut and have him co-host the show. (laughs) Dude, if 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 Shortcut co-host the show, you would all, like, dookie in your pants. The kid is so funny. Like that guy has so many different voices. It's right, crazy. He should really be doing voiceovers. Yeah. He's, uh, since since he's not been with the team, he's actually started doing uh, voice voice work, and he's awesome. actually moving. He's moving to LA. I think he wants to uh, do that. Do the, the documentary with us, which is by the way called Bruno to the Name. Uh, taking initiative, Nation of Heroes. Nation of Heroes. I think that's actually it's it's a strong title. Nation yeah. of oh. Heroes. Heroes, heroes. What? Give the phone number. I you know the number's not in front of me. We're in separate rooms yelling at each other. And <laughs> three, four. Hey, Give, let me do the voice. Three four seven. Three two seven. Nine three five oh. Oh, there you go. Do it again. Just, you know, not with all that crap. Just <laughs> uh, 347-327-9350. Call it or lose it. There you go. Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> can I just tell you while you guys wait? What do you say? I'm just going to dance. You're going to dance? You're waiting for someone to call? Wow. Wow. This is how tired this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> There's only four minutes oh, left in the show, and zero doesn't know what's I just want to go okay, to sleep. You guys. Yeah, you go to sleep. Why don't you sing? I'm not singing. You know, someday I'm going to get you to sing. It's a radio you know, show. You I have a nice to, voice. I want to sing real quick since you guys are all listening. Um, I'm actually uh, in the midst of working on an album, another branch of our creativity is that we're going to be doing an album, uh, partially covers, partially originals, um, for, for charity. We're going to try to make the best music we possibly can with the musicians that we have and release it to charity. Now, they're saying busy signal. Moxie's trying to call in saying busy signal. Busy signal? Are you kidding me? She's trying to call in and it says busy signal? Well, yeah, nothing to do with that. That's funny. That's really weird. Wow. Okay, so... Blog talk is failing us with uh, with being able to to call in right now. Well, Moxie, um, we're gonna give it like another minute, and if no one calls in, she tried to call though, so shouldn't she? Yeah, yeah, she can. Yeah, she can get in the chat room. you can guess. Go ahead and guess in the chat room. She's a uh, she's one of our uh, chat room members right now. You guys can always go on, you know, log into the chat room. There is a chat room for every blog talk radio well, uh, show. Honestly. Uh, we get most of our we get most of our listeners in the archive, not as many in mm-hmm. the actual listening show. So most people that are listening to this 
probably aren't going to be able to call because you know you can't call back in time. They have they have not invented that right yet, right? Unless you send her You are around. correct, sir. So. <laughs> okay, she guessed. Well, I, is it? Is it? Go ahead. Is she guessing? It is Jim Carrey, and that sound is Wait, from. What, what movie? Is she on in the chat room? I'm not in front of a computer right now. That's why this voice of mine doesn't sound as clear as it usually does. I'm on my phone. Is that it? She got it. What did she get? What's the name? Dumb and Dumber. That's right. Woo! Oh, my God. She just, said, she just said she didn't even see it. And she got you it. are correct, sir. <laughs> my brain is melting. My brain is melting right now. Well, you've only got, like, like a couple more minutes, and then well, you I, can go and go to sleep. I, I actually feel good. I, 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 I forgot what it was like to, to not sleep for a couple of days at a time. So. I feel, it's I feel like I awful. need to go like, work on art or, like, you know, draw some shit or something. Well, then you do that. You draw some shit, Zero. That would be lovely. You know, we heard on Tribe Radio, Zero said he has to draw some shit. I'm going to draw so. some shit. You know, I, I already drew Major Dump. I drew Major Dump, and you know what? It's lost in the archives of the Initiative Collective private section. No one tried oh. to keep it. It's not. It could be worth something someday, guys. I'm just saying. You know, damn. <laughs> wow, you're tired because you're you're just rambling. Right? I can usually keep up with you in your nonsense, but tonight I'm just going. Okay, you know what? I'm we gotta just let him roll with it. <laughs> I'm having fun. I don't know about you That's guys. Good. You know what? You know what? Oh shit! Is it time? Oh. Yeah, we got about a minute left. I'm gonna. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, are, you, are you dancing in front of your computer? A little bit, yeah. Uh, what are we uh, going to the next show? Do you know? We have no check. Uh, I do know, but I'm not in front of my list right now. So, actually, I don't know until I look at it. Um, uh, but you know what? Thank you. We want to thank Andrea because, yeah, that, I literally could talk to her all night. We want to thank you guys for uh, logging in the chat room. Yeah. Go ahead you. with the thank yous. Hey everybody, give him a virtual hug. Thank you for listening in, and if you're listening to an archive, you can check out all our archives too. You know that because you found this one. Yep. Thanks, you guys, and remember, our we have no Wednesday show. We're doing this for you. We did it early on Sundays because that's what you asked for. Whatever you asked for, we'll deliver. (laughs) All right, everybody. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. (laughs) Have a good week. Be safe. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.